Hello everybody, Kevin Bullock here from uh, Signal Gold, formerly Anaconda Mining. I'm the CEO of the company, uh, which is active in Eastern Canada. We have an operating mine in Newfoundland and a large development project in Nova Scotia, both uh, looking to pour gold bars. Kevin, welcome. Thank I you. say welcome, I'm in your country. I'm in your neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Welcome to you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, why the name change? We thought it was appropriate to revamp what we're doing because Anaconda was a name from the past. Right. Um, about 15 years ago, it was actively looking for iron in South America. Right. Um, so we wanted to represent what we're doing on the east coast of Canada. And Signal Gold seemed appropriate with the Lighthouse logo and and uh, and, and Signal uh, Signal Hill in Newfoundland. It just represents okay. our roots, but can take us further. Okay, great. Okay. Well, um, I want to talk. I actually want to talk about your circuit, socio-economic study that you did because in this market, I'm trying to find things that companies are doing to kind of stand out and make investors realize the importance and significance of what they're doing, okay? But we'll get on to that in a minute. Let's just kind of run, run through the projects. Obviously, Goldberg is the big project, but um, I want to talk about um, Point Reese first. A few problems there. Was that why you had to go and raise some money in the market? You've done a placement and also got a facility in place. No, the facility was for Point Roost. The money raised in the market is all for Goldboro to advance Goldboro right. in okay. Nova Scotia. So Point Roost, we had some issues, startup issues with a new satellite pit called Argyle. Uh, and then we set, had some weather issues, um, which, which created some flooding of the pit right. and allowed uh, ore to be left in it for a while. And those unblasted explosive leached ammonia into the water. Right. Therefore, we couldn't discharge into the environment until we cleaned us and cleaned it. So we had large UV units uh, that were cleaning the water, and that took about five weeks. So five weeks of no uh, production and uh, payroll still going on, and the work cleaning the water created a hole for us that uh, we did a facility with Oramet, uh, and that'll be paid back. Uh, it's, a, it's a 10 million Canadian facility, and that'll be paid back within the year, because now we're back mining again, and actually the, uh, the model is now positively reconciling uh, at the mill. So we're actually producing a little more gold than we expected. Uh, okay. we're, we're pouring about 140 ounces per day uh, over the last three weeks, so right. doing very, very well at site now. Okay, so gold price not doing much in the market at the moment. So producers have been, you know, throwing off a bit of cash, and certainly the big producers. So it's all kind of good news. But your expectation is gold price will remain sort of static for the next while. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be volatile daily. Right. But but over the next while, we'll sit you know around seven fifty seventeen fifty to eighteen fifty, right. and uh, that creates a situation for us that should produce about thirteen million in after tax free cash flow for right. us from now to the end of the year at Argyle. So what are you going to do about this? Because you're playing a little bit of catch up there. You know, two quarters where perhaps you know things weren't um, on track. Yeah. You've borrowed some money. You get to pay that back. So that means there's a kind of there's a hole in your finances for advancing all of these projects that you're doing. You've got Tilt, Tilt Cove, obviously, at Goldbra and, and Point Reese. So what do you do about that? Do you sit back and accept it and that's just mining? No, we actually um, put a plan together for a mine and we're, it's heavily back-end weighted, which is what we're into now, which is the heart of the ore body of Argyle. Mm. And that's going to generate a lot of cash flow, enough to pay back uh, our debt yeah. and 
provide some some cash flow on top of that. The money that we raised was uh, for Goldboro because the cash flow is delayed. It's not gone. It's just delayed. So right. we need that to keep advancing the permitting process and everything that's going on in Goldboro and drilling some really exciting targets west of the current 3.1 million ounces of resource. Right. It kind of like investors have to. They have to put some money away for a rainy day. You can't utilize all the cash that you've got all the time or put it, put it at risk. I mean, how's this going to affect your thinking going forward in terms of planning and allocation of capital and having a buffer in place? Well, it's all, it's all about implementing a plan and then executing on that plan. And if we execute on our plan, we'll have positive cash flow beyond our needs. Right till we get to the project finance phase for Goldboro, which is a whole different story. That'll be definitely have to be a, a, a raising of debt and equity capital to build Goldboro. Okay. But we should be, uh, we will be good until then. So we're fully funded to get through until we need project no, finance. I get that. I guess what I'm trying to get at, does, does it kind of, is it a, do you see it as a setback and it's kind of makes you a little bit more cautious about how you go forward? Would you go, crack? we could better get super aggressive here to play kind of catch up. I know the money's not gone, it's yeah. delayed, yeah. but you're playing catch up, right? So how is your, I mean, you've been doing this a long time, you've built mines before, etc. So you must have seen this once or twice, but how are you thinking about what's just happened to you? Yeah, no, nothing. It's mining. Um, we still want to be aggressive in what we do. We're, we, uh, we set out three years ago with an aggressive plan for growth to become 150,000 ounce a year producer within five years. We are not going to slow down because of uh, some startup issues at Argyle. They are fixed now. Uh, so we're going to aggressively move forward on expanding the resource at Argyle, getting the permit, uh, sorry, expanding the resource at Goldboro, getting the permits in place to mine what we currently have. But we think there's opportunity for doubling that, that resource at Goldboro to the west, and we'll be drilling that as soon as we get permits, probably in the fall. Okay, well, let, let, let's talk about that because there's a lot going on at Goldboro. Um, the bit I kind of want to talk about, maybe we should save it, it, is the socioeconomic study because the impact for the region is significant. I mean, 2.1 billion GDP we're, we're, we're looking at, it's, it's meaningful. But um, what else have you been doing? You've given us some clues, but what, what's the process for that? You know, we're going to work through the, the study phases, obviously. So wh what do we know post the PEA? So there's a, there's a process that people go through that everybody has to go through in, in Nova Scotia um, because Nova Nova Scotia is unique in that everything has to be um, um, government viewed first, mm -hmm. and then there has to be communication with Mi'kmaq, which is the local native group. Um, so there's a process that you go through to get everything approved. So what we've done is we've had two public uh, meetings where anybody could come, review the project, talk to any of the senior VPs and the people involved in the project at the Goldboro site and ask questions and even form uh, protests and other things. None of that happened. It was very, very positive. We also did a three-hour event at the local, uh, the closest commu Mi'kmaq community called Buckingham uh, with chief and council and with the locals. And they're all very positive about this program. So we don't see any red flags going forward. Mm -hmm. So that process started when we handed in our environmental assessment registration document uh, last Friday, to, to, um, a week Friday ago. That starts a 50-day process for other public hearings mm -hmm. and uh, conversations 
issues with me and the government, uh, and then a, a decision point at the end of those 50 days, which will be um, it closes July 10th for anybody's pu any public putting in input, and then by the 31st, the Minister of Environment and Climate Change mm -hmm. has to give a response. It's either yes, we feel that this is a complete document and you are now released from the EA process, mm -hmm. or we feel we need more information on the following things and therefore this is not complete please provide color and clarity on the following things and, right. and hand in again we think that's going to happen at least once because this is the largest private investment in the province uh, it's going to create 700 jobs including direct and spin-off mm -hmm. per year for 15 years mm -hmm. in an area that has a population of 160. So the impact, uh, like you said, is $2.1 billion of GDP, increased GDP, $1.7 of direct spending over the life of the mine of the project. So it's the single largest investment in the province, and therefore it'll be treated very carefully. But I, I, I like these things because it's going to show it's going to show the impact and, and a fact locally. But it's it's um, and I've not seen too many companies talk much about it. So that, that's kind of why I want to do this, um, which is there's been a kind of collaborative process in terms of in, in engagement. There's not a lot of people there. That means there's going to be people coming from outside into this region, and that may or may not be a, a good thing. I don't know how the locals see that. I mean, how, how do you how do you manage that? side of things because that's difficult it's it's very difficult however um, what we've done is we've engaged with the uh, municipality of the district of Guysborough council and we've signed a mutual benefits agreement with them and one of the things that's in that mutual benefit is we will we will actually sponsor employees uh, give them an extra five thousand dollars if they choose to live or rent build or rent within that uh, the municipality of the district of Guysboro. Right. Um, so there's incentive to actually bring people in to become, make that their home. Outside of that, we obviously have to provide employee accommodations. So we're having two employee accommodation facilities of 175 person each. One will be rented and one will be leased. The rented one will be removed after construction when the headcount goes from three near, near 400 down back to 175. Hmm. So we're providing uh, opportunity for people to to stay there at a proper employee facility, but we're incentivizing anybody who wants to actually make Goldboro their home, and that's just going to bring more wealth uh, to the area right. and provide what the municipality wants, which is which is more population moving to this area because it's far removed from Halifax. Hmm. It's uh, as far as you can go east and until you're almost into Cape Breton. Um, it's a very industrial area um, it's uh, it's a stunted growth forest area so there's really fishing and mining uh, that's there and and both of them are kind of subdued at the moment so yeah. we need to we need to build up the opportunity with the value of gold in the ground by creating these jobs and incentivizing people to live and stay there but then, but you're gonna have to make some of those big decisions because there's not going to be the money for the lo local mayor or, or otherwise guys um, to say well let's see what we prefer it if you could 
move people here, not in a camp, because the camps are very different setup and structure, right? They're, they're in, you know, it's kind of fly in, fly out type of mentality. They don't really kind of get to know the locals. Whereas, are they, are they trying to re reinvigorate the, the region properly? It's a former reasonable mining district. Yeah, definitely. But, right. And, that, and that's why we have to do what we're doing. There, there's not enough housing, even if all of it was available to rent, mm. to, to house the employees that we need. Yeah. Um, You've got to pay for everything. The, the mine will have to pay for everything, won't it? Because there's not the money locally to contribute. Correct. So. Th that's why we're renting and leasing. So we're right. not buying uh, units. These these will be trailer units, but right. nice. Um, okay. They'll be uh, uh, secured, keyed entry, which is very important to the Mi'kmaq. Uh, we'll know who's coming in and who's going out. But people, once they get there and start working there and things start happening, as you know, most towns in, in Canada are either next to a train stop or yeah. a mine. I mean, that's how these things develop over time. Yeah. So this will create the economy. And if people that are working there staying in the facility like it, they may, you know, um, they may decide to stay there and build a house and get out of that facility. And that's how that's how these towns build up. And then you need the stores to, to accommodate the increase in population and you need the all the services that need and, and the town will grow right okay let's um just let's let's kind of get back because i know i know you're short on time you're here meeting lots of investors and banks and so Correct. forth you're, yeah. you're at that interesting phase aren't you um people trying to sell you stuff <laughs> sometimes <laughs> um and and bankers trying to give you money i know it's it's it's, it's fun they give it to you when you don't need it um so let's talk about Goldberg. There's some geophysics going on there, some drilling going on there. You made a statement saying, look, we're looking to sort of double the size of the resource. Um, Goldberg, as you've always said to me, that is the big ticket. That is the thing which you think could become very, very meaningful. Yeah, I mean, Signal Gold is Goldboro going forward. And Goldboro is going to produce 100,000 ounces a year uh, for 11 years as the first phase of just open pit mining. Yeah. Uh, we have drilled it to depth. What was the PSA around the economics? Mining? So the, the, the feasibility shows us producing that at $850 an ounce all in, which creates a, a net present value at a 5% discount of $330 million uh, mm -hmm. Canadian. It's going to cost $270 million to build. Uh -huh. um, so, uh, very reasonable capex and a very great return. Um, so we we feel that uh, with the spin-offs from this, the 1.7 billion in direct spending over the years in the community and the 2.1 billion increase in, in GDP for the area, this makes it the largest um, project in the province. And it is also the highest grade undeveloped gold mine in Eastern Canada at uh, almost 16 million tons of 2.26 grams per ton diluted grade delivered to the mill. I mean, it's right. a very high grade open pit. Yeah. That's the 3.1 million ounces on the on the 50% eastern half of our property. To the west, there's the same amount of strike length and it hasn't been drilled uh, for various reasons to date and we'll be drilling that in the fall and there's room to fit that same amount right. of resource again. And there's a geophysical signature showing that the mineralization continues. Yeah. So what we need to do is we need to drill it to see if that mineralization or some of it is ore. Right. And so you've, you've raised four million for Goldborough. Um, how much drilling are you going to be doing? New drilling are you going yeah. to be doing? We actually raised four million dollars of hard dollars and yeah. we raised another two million of flow through. Got so it. Okay. we're going to be doing um, at least a 10,000 meter drill program to start. Um, and that's just once we've identified proper targets with on the ground geophysics mm -hmm. that we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. um, we'll do that. Targeting 
once we hit something, mm -hmm. that's when you'll raise more money through the flow-through markets in Canada um, to actually drill off the new deposits that we'll find west of the uh, west of the current right. reserves. Okay. So, so that is the that's the kind of the, the growth side of the story yep. for people looking um, at Signal Gold, formerly Anaconda. Um, we we can't not have a discussion about the economy, rising costs, inflation, etc. When you're in the process of running through the economic studies, PA shows some quite nice numbers, very very attractive numbers actually. Um, moving forward, how much is inflation going to affect you? Because obviously, personnel and access to drills and all of that kind of fuel and all those things that normal things that you'd as an explorer you'd be kind of looking at. Um, What's the actual impact today to you? Well, we, we can see it around the world on projects, what's happening absolutely. with inflation. But it affects people in different ways. It's, so. absolutely, cr it's absolutely crazy in some cases, mm. but it's, it's, it's time as well. So if you did a feasibility study two years ago and you're building today, your inflation is probably up at the 30 to 40%. Right. Uh, or your capex creep, uh, people are referring it to. We filed our, our feasibility study in January of this year. So it's based on the second half last what? year numbers. And okay. we were conservative. I know that sounds funny and it's going to sound like a pitch, but we were conservative because we're not looking to sell this. We're looking to build this. We are mine builders. We are mine operators. We have an operating mine. We're looking to build. And we were honest with our pricing and conservative with it. So I think that we'll probably be affected by about 10%. Okay. So 270 million was the fees. It's probably going to be 300. However, we're not building for two years because of the permitting process and everything that goes along with it to start. And so there's an opportunity there or there's a further risk. So if the if CapEx keeps creeping like it has been, mm. uh, we're in trouble in a lot more ways than just worrying about gold, bro. I mean, if mines are going to start shutting down, yeah. it's going to be crazy. You can't go at that inflation rate forever without something else breaking. I think there's going to be a rollover point where gold is strong or possibly even going up to keep up with this CapEx creep. And then that CapEx creep will start rolling over and start coming down because it can't go forever. And we may be at the right timing two years from now where we have a very good gold price and inflation stop, stopping its in, uh, rapid increase. It's all relative. It's all relative. Yeah. Well, look, um, I better let you get on with your meetings. All right. Thanks, Matt. Good to see really you. Really good to see you. Glad to see the story like, advancing. And obviously, people are looking to Culver and saying, can you deliver this 100,000 ounces a year? Because that, that would make it a quite yeah, meaningful it's project. Execution, execution, execution. That's what it's all about. Putting a plan together and executing on it.